to Andy's Motive. Oh, wow. Now, all of a sudden, <laughs> <laughs> now I feel like I'm on oh, set. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, God. Are we starting? I can't believe. Should I open? I can't believe I'm looking There's at There's a you. lot of anticipation for the, the two of us getting together, and we're going to let down everybody. It's like, no. remember the movie Father's Day? So miserable. Why Billy you, Crystal and Robin Williams, like my two favorites. I'm like, this is going to be the greatest movie ever. And then Father's Day takes a dump right in the AMC. This is what's going to happen with us now. To tell you the truth, it makes me nauseous to think. The only way to get me funny is if I start doing impression. This is a nauseating thing. I don't want to do his podcast. Anything. I think I'm poisoned in my position. I should be doing what? No, he's not well. He, he's not well. He's not well. Your ground no, no, rules are you don't have a is, mic, so shut your mouth. COVID, COVID. This is, I, this, this, I, should I tell my cab story? Before we start, my cab driver, and thank you for sending a car, by the way. You're welcome. My cab driver says to me, I like you very much. He says this to me. He goes, you're very, you're very nice. You're very friendly. I like you very much. Jamie Masala drove you here? <laughs> and I gave him, I don't know what he was, but that's what he said. You're very friendly. And then he said, and then, and then I said, maybe because I tipped him 30%. But you know what? I, you want to hear my favorite quick story? This happened last month. And I then promise we'll you, I then, promise you he didn't tip 30%. I did. I, <laughs> I promise you he I'll show you my receipt. 30%. I'll show you my receipt and I pronounce the P's. Okay. Can I tell you something? Please do. And then you have to do like a proper introduction of me. This no, is a I'm big waiting deal. for it. Okay, you're the one who yet. hopped into this cab store okay just settle in leo anyway here's what happened no so i'm, I'm i pull up to it this is see in my comedy it's very important to me to dispel stereotypes i don't know about what your comedy is about i like to dispel stereotypes i don't like all you know a lot of anti-semitism i like to anger stereotypes <laughs> you which do, is what's happening this you past mean you week. like to perpetuate them you like to reinforce stereotypes or just even acknowledge them right yeah. Well, I like With to dispel them, show that they are not true. So this is a, a, a true story that happened to me. And I, so I'm getting into a cat. What are you doing? What's this? No, I'm sitting, listening to you. Who does this sitting down? I, this is I, be a long I have arms. You don't. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So anyway, by the way, where are the headphones? You're, you're so outdated. It's scary. Oh, okay. You're so outdated. No, because where, you know what I noticed? Where are the headphones? Oh, when did you, you hear this? When you wear headphones? Like the, the, the Yoeli, the off-camera guy in Yoeli. Modi. Yes. A lot of people don't know this, by the way, that, that Yoeli, yes. which you get all the credit for, it's your character and it's brilliant, it's my favorite thing in the world, but was helped, uh, it was sort of not created, but it was, for, for the first time ever, on our show together, you took Yoeli out on stage and we did a back and forth, uh, me introducing, do you remember that? That yes. was the first time you did it professionally. Yes, yes, yeah. in Montreal. And I remember you did this thing, where's your wife? In the country, in the country. In the country, in the country. <laughs> in the country, that's my was... favorite thing. Where's <laughs> your wife in the that? summer? The whole summer she stays in the country? The whole, in the whole summer. No, no, Ilan <laughs> is the, the greatest the big, thing. Ilan How could you biggest... do it? I do impressions of a person. He does impressions of a people. I, that is, and how do all of them sound exactly like that? Isn't that weird? It's weird. Um, so I get into the cab, right? <laughs> And now, so I'm about. Ladies to and gentlemen, on this on this episode, Elon Gold is uh, with us. Should we do the? the Did intro? you yeah, actually yeah. write an intro? I. I'll intro myself. Oh, he's going to intro himself. Are you ready? Go Hi, ahead. welcome to the Jew Rogan Show. Jew Boom. Rogan is really the way to do it. <laughs> and by the way, but with that hairline, it's Jew Rogan. And then you have a joke on a joke, hat in a hat. Oh God. Anyway, welcome back, everybody. I'm Elan Musk. Um, first of all, this is very important that we cover a lot of things. I know, but you're not letting us we go. Have to, that. We have to the, slow down for a second. Okay, let's slow down. Why let's don't you, start. You, you do what an are you intro. on? I didn't take anything. Adderall. You definitely hit an Adderall before. No, coming but in. I took notes for this. this Modi, why don't you take control of the episode a little bit? That's how you have podcast. to do it. you got to take control. And why don't you start with okay. some questions or some People groundwork? People have asked questions. How, how, how did Elan and I meet? By the way, and here's Modi. So this is how we met. That's the best you could do. You're a brilliant, creative so, guy. And here's Modi. That should be the name of your tombstone. I can't wait for with Leo. an arrow. I can't wait and to, here's Modi. I can't tombstone wait for Leo with an hit, arrow. Just watch hit Leo hit delete on the whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> this will never air. This no. This I'm like, it's like the whole episode delete. But you missed my. That should be on your tombstone with an arrow. And here's Modi. <laughs> and here's Modi. That was you wrote that. Yeah. You wrote that before coming in the here? car. I, I you should have crashed because <sighs> that joke did horrible. And here's what you paid for. Um, anyway, you didn't even pay for the car service. I mean, send a car at least. You know how I know this isn't a you show? You are so cheap, Elon There's Gold. no You're gift bag. You are so cheap. You are literally like you are so bag. cheap. Oh, my God. You know, give me a, I'm doing a real show. We're in a studio. We're, give me a gift bag. Uh, Go ahead. Introduce me. Elon and I met on the campus of Boston, Boston University. University. Yeah. yeah. 
I was uh, I was going to Chabad. He was going to Hillel, and we'd meet once in a Show while. Show off. And we'd meet once in a while, and then uh, and you were doing comedy at the time. Right. You were literally, and I was looking at the, the no, you're kidding. People are going to listen to you? And I had yeah. no idea I was going to be a comedian. No clue. Right. I don't think and, you still do. And then later on, right. when I started doing comedy and we re-met, right. and I go, hi, how are you? He goes, yeah, you remember from BU? Yeah, yeah, I remembered you. Yeah, And I, you hadn't come out of your shell yet. I, you, Not to me, at least. No, to, uh, You were not funny to me. And I know you were funny with all your core circle. I know you're funny with your friends. And do you want to hear what's even more fascinating than that? The first time I knew you were brilliantly funny? One line. One line. We were in the Catskills. Okay, yeah. and this is when the Browns Hotel still existed, and I met you there. You were doing a gig, and I was staying around the corner, and I met you there, and you said it had been a three-day yuntif, yom tov, when there's a three-day holiday, three days in a row. We've explained that already. Okay, fine. <laughs> and you turned to me, and you said, they all have that yuntif film on them, a film that was like on their you know, faces and skin from three days of no showering. There's a yuntif film. I went, that's that's genius. That observation is I go, this guy's funny. That was in the never, Nevely Hotel. That was in the Nevely Hotel. I can't believe we're going we're going to back to the Catskills. We're now. going to the country. The country in the country. No, Say the, it, do it, do it, do it. I just did a show, where's your wife? And I just did a show for your parents' okay. place, Vacation Village. I heard you destroyed it. And I saw a clip from it. And it's so funny because you were influenced a lot by um, the great Alan King. And yeah. you don't do this on stage when you're at the cellar. You don't do this with me ever. But he goes to the Catskills. All of a sudden, his shoulders start rolling. He starts doing Alan King again. He's like, I tell you, it's crazy. I, t- I tell you, it ain't easy. You know, I'll do it right. Did Rodney. you say Alan King is one of your biggest yes, influences? Yes, absolutely. He studied him. Yeah. I yeah, 100%. Because you know when that. you started comedy, you used to do what Alan King did. And you would hold a cigar, but you, they, you would pretend to hold a cigar and literally go like this and roll your shoulders. How many people watch this versus listen? Periel, during, during, during the pandemic, he did the show, My Own Private Quarantine. What's My it called? Funny Quarantine. His, his farry, Funny Quarantine. He got s- huge celebrities to do the show yeah. and didn't let them speak once. Like Howie Mandel. <laughs> he had on. Howie Mandel on. Yeah. The guy was looking like, why am I right. on this? He wouldn't shut up. My favorite thing. He had so Spielberg. He right. had Judd Apatow. He right. had every everyone. Everybody. And then, and, like, him, and, and then their sisters and then right. their uncles and the guy that worked <laughs> in the studio. And he wouldn't shut up once. We had Nancy he, Spielberg. He had everybody on. And you're like, you know what? I want to tune in and watch this guy. Right. And Elon wouldn't let them get a word in. Right. But he gives them advice. Here's what you should do now: a TV show, and then follow it with a movie. He's sitting in his living room talking to his television set, and he's telling this guy what to do with his career. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's that, that's, Elon. that's I'm, Elon. I'm still waiting for the part where he starts to dispel these stereotypes. Oh yeah, we're gonna get to that. Yeah. I'm so glad you're you're a producer, aren't you? You're producing. You see the difference between mm-hmm. a, a real producer and what you do. Let well, me just, he, he's not the producer. He's the I'm, he's everything. He, he's the host. But I'm when the you're the host, I'm, you I'm, also it's produce. his show. It's I'm, true. Yeah. My, anyway, can yeah, I just again? And I would. <laughs> by the way, whenever I, whenever I leave a podcast, my my wife, the lovely Sasha, she would say, "Did you did you talk a lot? Like annoyed at me? Like did you talk too much?" I go. It's a podcast. The point of the but thing. But you're it's not a alone. In the, you're not alone in the room. Oh, I not. am. You're not alone in the room. No, oh, but I'm the guest. You the are. guest, I, the guest gets to you know. I have, I mean, Leo. I I've watched this. I love this show. Leo usually gets a lot of words in, sometimes too many. But the point is, I am the guest. I'm the one that should be doing a lot of the storytelling. I didn't even get to my first story yet. I didn't even get to do an impression yet. Oh, this is good. You hear about this, Jay Leno? He's on crap. What happened, <laughs> Ari? Ari, what's happening? <laughs> what happened? That's his podcast persona. <laughs> this is my podcast persona. This is his podcast yes, persona. Yes, I got it's... a different persona. Let him rest in peace. <laughs> let, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Let Gilbert rest that in was peace. My, that was my tribute. Oh, my God. I wow. only do impressions of dead comedians. Isn't that crazy? I, I literally want to do a one-hour special called Dead Comedians. It's just like Rodney Dangerfield, Jackie. <laughs> just, just do their act. Just do their act. <laughs> and just do it. Uh, it ain't easy. Okay, so you were going back a little bit. You guys met at BU. Oh, you met at BU. You let's, must also be a producer. Let's reestablish this conversation. Okay. It's from, we I mean, met at BU. I'm going to have to chop this up. Yeah. You know what else I realize about podcasts? Uh, People are more interested in stories like this and in us talking than in me performing or doing impressions. But so you've been doing that the okay, whole time. So let's they get, don't want to Hear but that. we haven't started yet. We have. Oh, when he clicked. Oh, yeah, yeah we, 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 we started. started a while ago. Oh, there was a click. I didn't hear a click. click. Yeah, I've when never... he clicked. 
How when Jewish he, is when that? He, when, he when he clicked, we started. What do you want me Did to you do? hear the click? <gasps> Pull the reins in, Mo. Oh, oh, now it's like, hello, Mr. Happy. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm doing Robin oh Williams on the couch. Go ahead. Oh my God! What I'm happened? Not saying to a you? word. I'm not saying a word. No, you've gone nuts. No, I actually love watching you perform. You're one of my favorite comedians okay. to watch perform. So, let me just now sit back and watch you. Go ahead. I'm gonna. I was boring. I'm getting heckled on my own <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I'm, do you understand this, Ari? Or I'm getting heckled on my own podcast. Um, let's get in the most important thing we need to do there's a we are performing together at the chosen oh comedy festival god you went from our origin story I don't know, I don't know how to, a, pro, to a little promotion we, we're half we, we're over half sold out don't worry about the chosen comedy festival but we should talk about it. okay fine we're doing this amazing it's the first ever jewish comedy festival Donnie Zoldan, and what's the funny thing about Donnie Zoldan? Neither one I, of us can get his name. I, he's as he says, I pronounce his first name right, and you pronounce his last name right, and then <laughs> we can't, and we never pronounce the full together. Anyway, he he owns Stand Up New York, which we perform. We perform at, and he's uh, he's producing with us the Chosen Comedy Festival, which is August sixteenth. Yeah, at the at the Coney Island Amphitheater, you can get tickets at StandUpNewYork.com. It's going to be sold out. It's going to be epic. The first hour is just like a warm up music performances by like Nissim Black and Kosha Dills and all these Matis Yahoo's son who's a burgeoning rising talent they're gonna like warm up the crowd getting it should, it should be whatever up. the guy's name is and then he's the son of Matis Yahoo that's not true Matis but I forgot son. his name that's a problem that's a problem getting Jews warmed can't, up we can't hear that either getting Jews warmed up is that one of the you know what people want to know what's the difference between Jewish audiences and non-Jewish audiences can we address that for a minute go ahead what is the difference well here's what I found I did Four Jewish gigs in a row. Four in a row. It was literally like, like a, like let's say Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I took a break for you know, the Holy Sabbath, and then on Saturday night I did another Jewish show. Sunday night after four Jewish shows in a row, I did this benefit for let's we could say Goyim here, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I just heard on the way here you can't say the word spaz anymore. Oh. Did you hear that? I read it. Spaz. It, That's what I right, call focus. my children. All right, focus. Go yeah, with it in a row. I'm, I'm, we're, think, I'm hoping the spaz is something we'd be able to, to clip and save. Oh, But okay. it's not even that. Oh, none of this is None of this is None of this is yeah. clippable. But it's clickable. But we heard a click. We heard a click. The show started with a click. What was I saying? So who's with me? No what one. I just say? You're on in a row. You did a whole bunch of Jewish Oh, yeah. Then all of a sudden I get invited to do... It was a. It was start a over. Start the story over. You lost everyone. Okay. You're doing the shows in a row. Then we get Tuesday, Wednesday, I, Thursday I in a row. I do four Jewish okay. gigs in a row. The fifth gig was for non-Jews. It was a benefit. It was a fundraiser, and my first joke and the laugh happened. And in my head, I went, "Oh, that's how people laugh," because I was so used to the Jewish laugh. And I have a joke about this. The Jewish laugh is a different laugh. It's a short, quick, reserved laugh followed by thinking and planning. It's like. <laughs> You know, he'd be good for a fundraiser we're having next month. So they just like give you a little laugh and then they're like scheduling things for you. And then you go for non-Jews and you know when you're at the cellar, it's, it's a rock concert. They're actually happy to be there. They're actually cheering and going nuts. Now, that being said, Jewish audiences are my favorite audience because I get to connect with them on a really deep level. Yep. But they're not the best audiences. That's obviously. I'm so sorry to hear that for you. Oh, really? Because when I have a Jewish audience, their laugh is not a ah-ha-ha. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Oh, look at it's, Modi I pandering to get more Chabad gala gigs. I'm getting an ab workout is what they tell me. And my face is sore I've is heard, what they told me. I've heard me. those compliments too. My yes. stomach hurts. My yes. face is yes. sore. But I thought, I thought you said ah-ha-ha. Uh -huh, uh -huh. I saw you. Uh -huh, uh -huh, it's uh, probably what you deserve. I'll never forget the difference between four Jewish gigs in a row and then and then a gig with re regular people. No, we've time. had gigs where it's like, I did I did BET. Yes, and that's then, the best audience. And, Black audience. And the then audience. and then I did in the same week BET, mm -hmm. Hadassah, <laughs> some kind of UJA, right. a private super Jewish Jewish show with a separate audience in the same week and Comedy Cellar. Right. I remember looking at that week once and going, "Wow, was that all over the place?" Right, and it's it's a gift to be able to do. There's nothing like our audience. We're so, we are so blessed as comedians. I just uh, said they're my favorite audiences in the world. They're just not you anywhere I, near the energy you level I, of. Now that I've been you go to taking, you go to you ever watch Showtime at the Apollo? Now that we now that you ever see the the, the deaf comedy jam? Uh, we can't even, we can't even get. 
This is every podcast, huh, Ari? So it's all my them? podcast persona. I don't like lulls. That's my problem. I don't like lulls. Wow. Wow. We can't even like, oh my God. No, go ahead. What do you want? No to one's do? even established the fact that I'm in drag today. What? <laughs> yes. Leo got dressed up. He had a presentation today with the uh, executives. He looks so handsome. Exactly. I can oh, picture something. Oh, this is your drag. Yeah. You usually wear I'm a black t-shirt just like this. I mean, you listeners, I am wearing beautiful pants. <laughs> and a button-up shirt that really accentuates my great. physique, and uh, no socks with Gucci loafers. That's it. But they're and not sponsoring us. And Elon so, looks like everything from nine ninety nine at H and M. Everything from you look you like know, a Banana Republic ad became Uniglo. Sentient. You Before. look like Uniglo. <laughs> the 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 model size, the same size as the as the as the hanger. You ugh. Listen to me. I purposely didn't wear You're anything so that you could mock, the, and yet you I'm found. Gonna tell you I just about, said I'm going to put on a drab blue shirt. What's he going to say? He can't say jeans. What could he? He's not going to open on my clothes as he does every single. I time. never open on your clothes. And you I've still so many just things. did so a half hour. So I was Uniqlo. there in Montreal when you guys did your uh, two for one. Two for one. That was the for title of the night. show. That's yeah. his. Hysterical. It was. Oh, you did four shows at Just for Laughs in Montreal, right in the beautiful yep. theater. That sold out, not important. It was they were really great shows. That was my first time at Just for Laughs. That was how was working together on that because Terrible. you guys had to well, you're a little bit of a diva, that's why. But <laughs> establishing run of show yeah. and I mean how, you're a diva. You're like, you're an you annoying know, diva. You you're know an annoying that between diva. us, let's get real for a yeah, minute. Let's you go. know that between us yeah. there is one diva and her name is Modi. You know that. I demand nothing. I, you I walked in here asking oh for a gift God. basket. A what are you talking basket? about? I was joking. You and, you and a car and a gift basket. And you hijacked no. 30 minutes of studio time that's unusable. Yeah. <gasps> unusable. 30 minutes can't of even, uh, nothing we can save. Ever. You having a tantrum. was What, what am I going to do with that? What am I going to do with that? Literally. Came in here with your horrible impressions. God, I hate impressions. I, I, I had a guest here who, who hit us with an impression. For, I said, then please don't do that again. Please, please don't just break into an imitation of somebody. And, and you came in here, and the first thing you did was just one impression after the next. That makes me of those people nobody in the young world knows. No one knows who you're talking about. They think you're having a stroke. Like this, they don't know Jackie Mason. They don't know Jackie Mason. They don't know Your audience you're doing doesn't this. know they Jackie know. Mason. They, younger ones don't know what you're doing. Really? They think, they think you're having a stroke. <laughs> to tell you the truth, I might be having a stroke. I'm not sure if I'm going to pressure. Do they know Rodney Dangerfield? No, but they don't want. But they want to know about you, you and me. Okay, let's talk. So I'm telling we you, we met at B. I had such nice things to say, Ari. I, I, oh I wait, planned. you haven't done your intro yet. Oh wow. Do it. No, do your intro. Is welcome. the coffee okay? Yes. Welcome back to the Jew Rogan podcast. The Jew Rogaine podcast. Um, <laughs> I was going to talk about the time we were uh, the time I was in LA and spent with you. We spent every Shabbos dinner, it was the, every Friday night dinner. You were at my house, and you know if you think Modi's funny on stage, even funnier at the Shabbos table. Only at your Shabbos table. I mean, I mean, so funny, you, no one could keep up with him. And it's like boom, 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 and zingers and stories and this. Elon, he's Elon, a spritzer. He's Elon. Spritzer. So I, I live three years in LA. It's actually August eighth to August eighth of wow. three years, and we're what are we August second or something? Anyway. I lived three years in L.A., and every Shabbos I would go, we'd have Friday night in his house. And his wife, Sasha, amazing cook. The food was gourmet. Presentation, you'd think we were in Alcatraz. <laughs> am I, Ari, am I right? From the <laughs> oven, she'd bring the, if she could, she'd bring the oven to the table. <laughs> and you'd eat out of the oven, right? Never once, it's not her fault, he never bought her a nice dish. <laughs> he never, he bought, the kitchen looks like, when you see inside the refugees' homes in Ukraine, that's what his kitchen looks like. He never once mefargened her a kitchen. He never once gave it to her. So they don't know Jackie Mason, but they know mefargened. 30 years. How many years you guys married already? They know How old? 28 years. 28 years. He never gave her a kitchen. I love Sasha. Cabinets. When I ate there, my gift when I came over there wasn't a bottle of wine. It was a drill. It was a hammer. It was some taping. Tell that story about you and Schiffer inside of my oven. Casing. No, and Elon never, the but the food, the most gourmet, delicious food. Oh, and we had delicious. the best. And we'd sit there. It'd be me, me, you, yeah, 
and then there would always be somebody else. He goes, I have this guy coming. He works at CAA. And right. he, he can do nothing for your nothing career. Nothing for us. That was always a, he can do nothing for your career. This guy produces every show between <laughs> here and there. And he can do nothing for your career. But he'll be nice for the table. And we'll, right. uh, and then and, uh, and, we, and we just, it was a vibe we had there. And we had a vibe. We had a New York, we had a New York environment in yeah. L.A. Yeah. And we laughed a lot. It was three years of fun. It was the best so part wasn't, of LA. Yeah, because you hated LA. We had a whole episode about I wasn't a big fan of LA this. to begin with, but he was. Uh, I don't think LA was a big fan of yours. Well, now they are. They yeah, now. now they now are. Now they are. <laughs> we have we oh, sold yeah, out two sold shows out at the Laugh Factory. Factory. I'm and kidding. Then, they always loved you. And but they then, um, don't people want to hear about more of a, our, our origin story? Like we met at BU. We, you weren't doing comedy. I was doing stand up since I was 16. Right, and then where are you from originally? The Bronx, New York. Okay. Excellent question. That he was gone. I've, yeah. I've been trying to get it in. It's hard. Thank it's you, very hard. And then we... Wait, so you grew up in the Bronx? I turn out to be your worst breath. guest. You are the worst. You already are. The, 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 Let's no. take a big centering breath. <laughs> a big... <sighs> Periel, did you have a question? Where are you from originally, Elon? The Bronx. The Bronx. Pelham Parkway in the Bronx. Pelham Parkway. Yeah. Okay. And then you... Went to BU. Yeah. But you started doing comedy in New York? Yes, at the comic strip at on 82nd and 2nd. Okay. When you were 16. Yes. But you come from a family of entertainers. Yes. I wouldn't say that. I come from a family of educators. Career, really creative people. Very creative uh, three brothers, yeah. but my parents aren't creative. I beg to differ. I've seen I your think mom. your mom is your creative. Mom, they they could your get mom's creative. creative. Oh, now, now they're gonna li- and they're gonna call me and they're gonna be so annoyed. Why? Do you think that's the only thing we're gonna say from your. Your whole mom podcast. looks like yeah. she is, you, is gonna you, teach an art history class. Yeah, yeah. Mom is special. Oh, his mother's so special. Doing yoga so every day and running from this class to that class and she's she she keeps busy. It's exciting. Okay, so that's pretty unusual to start doing stand up when you're that young. No, sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they were teachers and and my mother, her teacher friend, said, "Oh my." My son's in Hollywood, and he's producing a show called The Funniest Kids in America. And my mother goes, my son's very funny. He does impressions. What would your mother say, Modi? Don't bother with that. <laughs> but do it with the accent. How would you say it? It's not for you. It's not for you. It's not for you. No, her, so your mom was supportive. Totally my mom was always supportive, and dad. And right away, she said, my son's funny. He does impressions. So they said, great, get a tape to my son. Of him just doing like five, ten minutes. Who were you doing impressions of? Were you watching? Excellent question. This should be her show. I just realized we've got the wrong host. As long as she's asking, you're answering. So I've stopped asking because then it it makes you crazy. We're too close. But go ahead. Go ahead. No, answer the question. We We can't be on a show. The attention span of a crack. No, it's horrible. It's really horrible. By the way, and then we got to talk about how our career then culminated in crashing. We'll get there. We're trying to get there. If you're doing impressions at 16, what are you getting inspiration from? Okay, so I'll tell you. So at 16, oh, anyway, they say, okay, submit a tape. And I go, there's no way I'm standing in front of a wall. They had tapes back then? Yeah, tape. Wow. On <laughs> Avenue. There's, no, there's no way I'm going to stand there and just like do comedy to nothing. So I said, I'll go to a comedy club. So we call Lucian Hold of the comic strip, and I go, I go on, tape it. I follow Adam Sandler. He, wow. was alre- he was nobody. No one knew him, but he was a past regular at the comic strip. He was a regular. So it was like open micer, open micer, open micer, all just died, just mm-hmm. horrible deaths. And I'm like, this is a- I turn to my brother. I go, if, if this happens to me, I'm never going on stage again. If I bomb like these, I'm never doing this again. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, please welcome one of our regulars and favorites, Adam Sandler. I'm like, who's this guy? He immediately funny, getting laughs. I'm like, oh, okay, the crowd, there's people. They're, they're alive. We could do this. Right. So then I go up. Just do impressions. I was so like, my my whole first act, I was too nervous to talk as myself. So I would do impressions of Gilbert Gottfried. Oh, stop it. I would do uh, Howie Mandel. All right, okay, what, what? I would do Richard Lewis. I don't know, it's a nightmare, you know. Jackie Bases, Bakes Doshes. I would do Dice. I tell you this, you hear? I would just do one after another, but I would write the jokes in their voice. Okay. And I would, I'd never steal a word. I would just get into their head, write the jokes, and just do a whole act of like these impressions. Bobcat Gold. Wait, Stephen Wright, all these impressions. That's a little similar to your initial act when you first started doing comedy because you said you were imitating a lot of the people you were I working doing, with. I was doing over-the-top characters. So right. you guys were both doing these sort yeah. of voices yeah, of other people. we're afraid. I stopped. Ooh. 
I, I stopped, stopped also. I just sprinkled just them in there. Just kidding with you. Wow, anyway, you're so, so right away. So delicate. No, oh, I'm a flower. I'm a delicate flower. Wow, wow. So right away, I had like instant success as far as like, I ki- I'm killing because impressions are easy. You can't not kill with a crowd with impressions. So I don't have those first few years of bombing. and But what I do have is decades of finding my voice of... You know the struggle, the rejection. But as a young kid, you're sitting there watching these guys, obviously, right? Like yeah. most sixteen-year-olds. All I did was watch HBO specials over okay. and over again. I never, I never. Right, in my you life, never did. That's never very in my life saw anything I, except for Bill Cosby and then a live show of uh, Buddy Hackett once. Otherwise, I never saw comedy. You never studied I comedy. Never. And wow. then I saw Alan King. I watched him. I just copied the way he talks. Right. And that was it. But what's Isn't interesting it, is. Yeah. What's interesting is like this is like you're saying you 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 finally found your voice. Yes. And that's when you and I became very similar. Right. Because you and I, I think I can say this that we are the only Jewish comedians. Right. Seinfeld, Attell, Jeff Ross, they're comics that are Jewish. Right. We when our voice came out, it came out it came Jewish. Out. Yeah. It came out so, so Jewish, no? And that's why there's a void now with, with Jackie gone, because he was our hero. He was like the king. And now we're sort of filling that void, but not on purpose. And not in his way. And not in, in our his own way. way. In our own way. Yeah, but it's, it is a voice that he, people are fascinated by Jews. I don't know what it is. We're 0.1%, whatever it is. People are fascinated by us. That's why, you know, Israel is always in the headlines. There's this tiny little nation on a giant globe. Get, get, bring it back to you. They don't need to know the, the news. How does it affect you? <laughs> Horrible, isn't it? So, and this, and you're no, no, working he's with getting, him. He's no, getting, he's No, work with him. It, so, it doesn't end like that. It keeps going into the next thing. So you, No, but you and I, do you understand yeah. how lucky we are? Yes. Because I'm going to explain to you how lucky you are because p- people don't know how lucky we are. Right. We have an audience. Now that I'm taking shows in clubs and in theaters and booking it without some organization behind right. us. They come to see you. It's insane. Yeah. It's hard. It's scary. They buy tickets last minute. But right. you and I g- grew up in comedy. Right. Performing for audiences were built in. So our like improv and our funny bone and our uh, the chuckles, whatever the comedy club's names were, were young Israel of this and that, right. Beth Israel of that and this. Right. And we Bottom. showed up to the town. Right. There's an audience of 500 to 1,500 people. And we didn't have to worry about selling one ticket. And we're already set. We're, that, was, that became our audience. Plus so we could leave. Right after that's right. what your uh, crashing episode is about. That's yeah. what that I was world. just. Which is when we would, which and Judd Apatow saw saw this as a thing and made that episode on crashing called the the synagogue. Yeah, the the temple gig. The temple gigs. Yeah, which is a thing. Which is a thing in comedy. My favorite thing is I call Modi. I go, did you see the episode? Because I can't watch myself. What's so, that about? I and saw, he probably has every like I'm watching pausing over and, and, over and, over and, over and rewinding. It. I watched that episode one time. It was on a Delta flight. <laughs> it was they had three of those episodes, and ours was. I said, okay, I'm, this was a sign from God to watch it. Was that so fun for you guys? Like, did you? Feel it was it? the best. Yeah. How much yes. fun was it? It's First fun. of all, we wrote the episode. Yo, you did. <laughs> Yoni, I didn't know no, that. Yoni, Yoni, we- Yoni Weinberg. Yoni wrote Weinberg it. called up. Hi, right. we made this thing, and da da da. And then I'll tell you the first. The first okay, but the first tell everybody day, just in case. So we we sh- were shooting crashing. Uh, it's an episode where Peter Holmes goes to a synagogue to do to do the show. And but the, the cool guy, thing is, you two p- play yourselves. Right, you play Elon and Modi. We yeah. are ourselves doing a synagogue gig, bringing people to notice that this thing is exists. And um, most people don't know there's a circuit. Yeah. They've but, heard of vaudeville. They, they heard know. of the Catskills. Yeah. They don't know. It's but a the circuit. writers themselves, yeah. the writers themselves, like, what is the conversation that happens when you get to a, one of these gigs? And there's always the woman who thinks it's because of her everything's happening, and it's the rabbi that gives you the keep a clean speech, right. and it's all of that, which we help the writers put together. It's a right. great, great, great episode. You had all the insights. All the insights. They had and no then idea. they let us riff. Then they let us riff, and I remember that riff I had that the whole place went, <gasps> With the, like we did one. Bless you. We we did one. Um, we did one take with this woman who's like that wasn't a sneeze. The the annoying woman, <laughs> uh, says to us, um, because whatever she says, and we walk away. Then then we get to do it on our own, just to riff and walk away and go. I go. You meet her. You understand why they took us away on trains. <laughs> oh my gosh. And the whole place went deadly silent, and right. it was just. But how did uh, Judd 
learn about this circuit from watching you from, guys? No, he from knew. he knew. Uh, I'd spoken to him about it. He heard stories. Because it is sort of like an underground thing. And like uh, most people, I would say, don't know. Judd also has a brother who's religious. Right. I don't know if they what their story is. But the but whole they, point of this was it was the... So he would have told him, hey, there's these two comics. Yeah. Da, 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 you know, but, he would have known. But also the point was for Pete Holmes to get into the Christian comedy world. Because yeah. that's a big market. That's right. huge. So he meets us wow. and sees that it's done in the Jewish world. Wait, who are the Christian comedians? Oh my God, there's so many. There are They're a few. Huge, yeah. And they sell out theaters and they have their own thing. You wow. Know? Oh yeah, I mean... I. Jim Gaffigan, I think, is probably no. He's not considered a Christian comedian. He's not a Christian. No, but he does talk about being Catholic. I don't know. I mean, he does talk about being Catholic. I know two of them that are black, black comedians that work the church circuit. There's like a church circuit, but it's not like it's not like the Jewish circuit. We have comedy as like a staple thing. They once in a while bring it in. It's a big difference. Can I ask you guys a question? What is That's it why with, we're the, here. with the keeping it clean with the Jewish audience? Oh, come is, on. It's like I playing a church. I want to tell a story. I want to tell a story. Go ahead. I want to tell a story. And this, if you let me get through it, this clip could be something that legendizes you. I'm going to not. Are you? I'm not going to say one word. What if I think of something hilarious? Should I hold it in? Absolutely. Text okay. it to me. This could be this could be something that people like when they Google. Oh, we're gonna see play this or like thirty years from now. Oh, they were together in a yeah. podcast. So let's let's watch. This. <laughs> so when we do these Jewish events, keep it clean, keep it clean, and then, and in my joke, in my act, I say keep it clean, and then the guy always says, "Not for me. I want to hear your regular act, right?" <laughs> and then there's always the ones that always do like like this, like. They want to show that they're cool. You know what? You can do. You can go wild. You can go crazy. It's it's that kind of crowd. You can go crazy. It's religious. <laughs> they look religious, but trust me, nobody here's religious. But and anyway, even when they say that to us, I always keep it even cleaner because that means it's really not. So I went Ilan, the other way and got kicked Ilan, off the boat. Elon, Elon did a show for a Hasidic audience, and the guy hiring him said, "Go dirty. Be filthy." It's all guys on a on a ship. They're away it from their wives. Half, Where are the wives? They're in the country. Elon <laughs> <laughs> went dirty to the point. This is going to be in Jewish comedy history. Rabbis had to make videos to apologize for his act. Wow. Yes. Now he's leaving out a few things. Just give it to him. How? Just give it to him. He's out a few Wait, things. Wait, yeah, how yeah, dirty yeah. did you go? So uh, dirty. Videos were late for to send like, me like videos. We were a boat going up to Hudson. I said, oh, guys, look, the Catskills over there. Wave to your wives and don't worry, they won't see the girls under the table. <laughs> you know, just it's blowjob jokes. It's silly jokes, things like that. Crazy. But what, you know, what he didn't tell you is the guy ran over to me as they're introducing my name and said, don't forget, go crazy filthy. I went, got it, got it, got it. Uh, that, that for me, I hear the opposite. That right. means they really can't. And you were it. right because I they was, were uh, rabbis but to, and apologies. So and, until that, you know what they said about that me? moment. The dirtiest event ever was noted in a Jewish event was Andrew Dice Clay. Right. Yeah. But you topped that. Yeah. On and you know rabbis, what they said? The heads of yeshivas, heads of yeshivas had to make videos apologizing for for yeah. uh, for Elon's but act. It's not even that bad. No, no, no. no it I was worse. bad. I heard about it. Uh, we heard, we saw said. videos. People were like, and then oh, all the, the WhatsApp. They sent it on the WhatsApp. I'm gonna send you a clip. I'm gonna show. There's the keep it clean stuff that you guys get when you work these audiences, and you know you get. You do some Holocaust material. Yes. We both you have, do, yeah. So I what, mean, that's not how true. Do you, I don't. What are some of the... F- <laughs> I don't. What are some I have any- one rule. I don't do Holocaust. No, you don't. I don't do Holocaust. You, yes, you do. I have one bit about the German chancellor that's going to visit Yad Vashem, the Holocaust Museum. So, it's about a museum. Oh, shut it's up. Not it's not about the Holocaust. It's a complete... Wait, can wait, I do so, the first two lines of it? You're going to do it. So so imagine this. He's doing his act. So the German chancellor is on a flight to Tel Aviv to go visit Yad Vashem. I can't imagine what Angela Merkel's conversation was like with her chief of staff, right? It was like, uh, excuse me, Chancellor Merkel, I see that you have awoken from your nap. I hope that it was a good schluff. 
Oh ja, ja, sehr gut, sehr gut, sehr gut. So, so we have a wonderful itinerary for you. Is it we like to present? Okay, what is, please tell me about what is this itinerary? Uh, upon landing in, in Tel Aviv, we, you're looking at me like you don't want me to do the bit. No, it's too long. You want to hear the punchline? Yeah. The punchline goes like this, and he keeps avoiding that we're gonna we're gonna go visit the Holocaust. And he's like, and then we will meet the prime minister, and then what? And then we will, and then what? And then we will go to the Holocaust Museum. The Hollywood Museum? No, 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 not, not the Hollywood. The Hollywood, but like that one, this one is also run by the Jews. Anyway, and then it goes on. Okay, and here's the so punchline. Here's the punchline. Here's the punchline. Here's the punchline. The punchline is, I say, uh, you know, the chancellor, she thinks about it, Holocaust Museum. And she goes, all right, we will go. But awkward. <laughs> that, was the, that was the payoff on that joke? Yeah, and it killed Wow. <laughs> awkward. So when you say, do I do Holocaust material? No. Will I make fun of the German chancellor going to visit Yad Vashem, which I think is a nice thing? That, the fact that you're using, I've gotten people send me, you shouldn't use Yad Vashem yeah. in a joke. Right. Well, they're idiots. Well, so, that, well they're, what's right. some of that same type of feedback that you get in your from your audience? Like, don't say that. Like, for, for example, that. for example, this week, this past week, we've been putting out parts of my Sephardic Ashkenazi right. comparisons, right? And people have been writing back, that I'm racist because I'm I'm lumping all Sephardic people wow. in one. There's wow. Mizrahi and then there's this other one and then there's uh -huh. this one here and the ones from Ethiopian. But it's a joke. Yeah. It's like uh it's it's only one or two crazies. Yeah. But it's like I can't believe they're taking that. They but those are the ones see. you think about and focus on. No, we delete. Yeah, but you you're like talking, the fight. You're you like talking the fight. about it. You like the you're fight. You're talking about it. Yeah, but because I'm, I'm bringing up something. I'm saying, where in your world? Right. Is this I remember why when. Why don't you do Holocaust? Like, why don't I'll you tell do you why? There, to me, there, you know, and comedy is tragedy plus time. The Holocaust is beyond tragic. It's yeah. it it surpasses tragic. It is so unfunny. It is the most d despicable. But you've had survivors come out of your you. mind. What? It's unfunny because you you get to make it funny. No, That's no, no, a job no, no, of a no, comedian. Now, now, now the, you, the easiest thing I, is to make the easiest thing is to make the Holocaust funny. This no. idiot over here came up with a joke one time because you know what would make the Holocaust it, would have made it go faster microwaves. That guy came up with that that's 20 years ago, and I said, I will never do that that's joke. That's not a good joke. I will joke. never that's do that joke. joke. It's not it's a good joke. It's a good joke. joke. The problem is the joke is on the victim, and I will never make nah, fun of Holocaust victims. I just won't do it. But when you're talking about a museum, and you're talking about uh, the head of Germany, that's not Holocaust. Yes, that's. it's like I had this argument. By the way, I defended Larry David to Larry David when he did you knew it would be 30 minutes in before I dropped the LD bomb right we're, we're 45 minutes in we haven't had one Larry David did a did a joke about the concentration camps how it would be it's always difficult for him to pick up women so he put himself in the most challenging scenario a concentration camp to go and pick up women hey right. what do you do yo oh, come here often you know just a hilarious observation and I defended him and I, he goes because the ADL and this one they're all yeah. on it I said you, the joke was on you. You put yourself in the most awkward, tense, miserable situation, a concentration camp. Right. How do I pick up girls? I go, the joke is it, it's not a Holocaust joke. It's a joke about you. This is a joke about Chan. But you'll do the lager. You'll do like, you'll go deep Holocausty. Not talking about microwaves and things, but you right. make it funny. That's and you sickle. have to, you have yeah. to. And survivors say to me, survivors, people yeah. 91, 92, yeah. they're all there, said you have to keep mentioning it. When you're saying the word concentration camp, there's people who never heard of it. Right. And they go and Google it. Yad Vashem, they never heard of it. And all of a sudden it's in a joke and they'll Google Yad Vashem and they'll right. see that. You have to bring it to light in a in a funny way. Right. And of course in a in a respectful, some, a respectful way. And I had somebody that 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 texted once I wouldn't use uh my joke is that um, when you take the anti-Semitic person to a Holocaust museum, they come out of there, wow, that was amazing. Right. And it, it, that's the joke. So the, the victim is the guy who's the anti-Semite. Right. Right? Not the uh, a person good. who survived the Holocaust. So I expected to him, I'm mentioning Holocaust concentration camps and and a Holocaust museum in one joke, something for somebody to Google. Mm -hmm. you know, and he actually understood and goes, you know what? I, I see your point. I got somewhere with him. Modi saving the Jewish people single-handedly. One joke at a time. One so joke I also at a time. wrote the other day on the Hamotzi joke. They said, it's disgusting to make 
make a joke about a Jewish blessing, even if it's true. Wow. Was their wording. Well, I got that so on the I Christmas like, tree bit. So you're admitting yeah. it. What do you right. think? Yeah, Christmas but it's people who have nothing to do with their lives. Yeah, the Christmas tree Nebuch. bit. Nebuch, that they took the time to write that. What's the right. Christmas tree bit? I don't it's know. It's like my most famous Jewish bit. Yeah. Globally viral, millions of views. I've gotten gigs you know, in Australia, everywhere around the world for one bit that went around the world. How many times have we been together and someone comes over to me and goes, I love your Christmas tree. Oh, yeah. And yeah, people yeah. come over That's to me and bit. go, I love your Spartak Ashkenazi. <laughs> bit. Yeah. No, no, yesterday. No, yeah. Yesterday in Woodburn, someone came over to me and said, Modi. Like, it's <laughs> unbelievable <laughs> how many times they confuse us. Say, Bochashem, they didn't say Jeff Ross. Thank God. Who's going to be on the Chosen Comedy Festival, which we have to get to and talk about? Yes, yes, yes. All right. What were we talking about, though? No, no. Don't do the Christmas tree story. Okay, fine. Um, uh, the point is, the rabbi was very mad, and and that it's so funny to me that not only is it comedy, but it shows that I learned Talmud, I know the Gemara, and I know it enough to poke fun at it. Because I, I I don't know if you believe this, but I say we don't make fun of Judaism; we poke fun, and we poke fun from an insider's perspective and out of love. Like we don't make fun as like you know an right. outsider. Oh, look at these Jews. We're in there doing it. Right, right. And we're poking fun at what. So if I if I notice that man, if the Jews had Christmas trees, there'd be so many rules and regulations about the tree. There'd be a, there'd be a Talmud. There'd be a tractate. Argu, rabbis arguing, you know, how tall it should be. How why? How, when you bring it in the house, do you make the bracha before you enter? <laughs> so it's all these. And it went but, viral because everyone loved it. And then there was the rabbis that went, "This is disgusting. Yeah. You're making fun of Judaism of our law." And I'm like, no, don't you get it? Someone came over to me and said, do you know that my rabbi's been asking me to come to his Talmud class every single day for three years? And I said, no, 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 no. And then I heard your Talmud bit, your Christmas tree bit. And I go, now I, I got to see what this is all about. And he went to a Talmud. I'm saving Jews too. You're not yeah, the only 100%, one. You're not 100%. the only one. You could say that about anything, though, right? You could say that about rape. You could say that about what? AIDS. You could say that huh? about cancer. Oh, my God. I mean, that you are offending that, me. You shouldn't tell jokes about it because, of course. It's, right. like, what's off limits? There's nothing There's right. nothing that is off limits. To me, there's nothing, there's nothing off, off limits, limits except, except the Holocaust. But you need to yeah. be careful on how you word it today. Sure. You have to be careful how you word things, which I learned from Leo. I, but you, you have, <laughs> yeah, see, I don't. I don't care. What are they going to cancel of us? This podcast? What it's is, not so much about being canceled. No, it's not about it's being canceled. being respectful to people. No, I, no. It's being respectful. I won't be respectful. Nah, it's, In comedy, if you're looking to be respectful, you're doing it wrong. Either. You can still get... It's, what, then what is it? I for, I'm blanking on his name, but a very... When all this Dave Chappelle stuff was coming out recently, a very big comedian, and I'm blanking on his name, uh, said in an interview, you know, it's not about the shock value or whatever, or trying to win over fans. It's just investing in this and an audience that it shows you that you have a better understanding of them when you're trying, you're not trying to, you know, play to them or cater to them mm -hmm. or like, you know, appease them, but to show just like little slight, small changes in your language makes you appeal to such a wider audience that like, why wouldn't you do that? Was right. it Jay Leno? And did he go, you know, you no. really want to appeal to a wider audience, folks. You know, I mean, this is good. Not oh, horrible. sorry, I'm doing it. He you said know, a comedian. Z, he didn't remember Gen the Z name. Doesn't, Let him go through. He's got to go through. I got to get it out. He's got to go get through. It out. It's, or, yeah, whatever. I, I agree think, with that, but but I, here's look, the thing. I'm, if you're thinking about what's going to offend, how to ingratiate, no, how to, do I ever tell you not to do something in a way that's going to take away from the funniness of it? It's a way that I would sound just a smarter, more intellectual person. Exactly. And and have respect for this audience that would now be more of an audience. Right. It's not isolating an audience. Yeah. Anyway, I have a joke where I say, uh, you know, now that you just have to open with "Good evening, ladies and genitals," because that covers everyone, and now you're not offending. And and when you talk about how comedy now is so, you know, the, the woke are after you. I say, you know, for us, it's very, you know, we have to we have to be mindful of like not pissing off the woke people, and also like yeah. Chabad rabbis. We have to right. Trans. We, we are in a world where we are in a world where we're in an audience, and half the room is super right wing and half the room is super left wing. Oh yeah. It's an insane. Like when I start doing Trump, half oh, no. the room is oh. cheering. Oh no. Oh, I'm not going to do it. You don't deserve it. There's no way. I, I'm $100 on the table that he will do a Trump. Half, <laughs> there's no way in the world. Half the room is cheering and half the room is sitting there like this. And they're like, you know, 
And you know, and you look at the numbers, folks. <laughs> and I gotta tell you, you know, you look at the numbers, and they all love it. They love me. Nobody did better than me. Nobody did better. And you just look at my numbers. My numbers were through the roof. No, I was doing fantastic. And then Leo came in and he said, "You're not doing well. You're not gonna do well." And he said that to me before the podcast. You're not gonna do well. You gotta let Modi talk. It's not gonna go well. And I think it's going fantastic. I'm gonna bury you in a golf course in Bedminster. Is what I think I'm gonna do. <laughs> right next to Ivana. You really think I was going to pull out the Trump? I was, I, I'm right. surprised you didn't open with it. Our audience is so divided, and they want to know what you... Did you vote right. for him? Right, so we are very are down Are you right? Are you left? Right. People literally think I'm a Hollywood liberal. I'm like, no. Well, well, and we, they think I'm a right say? wing. You, like, you, you no. had a thought there. Go ahead. I was going to say that we just had Stephen Merchant on the Seller podcast, who's the Ricky Gervais' mm -hmm. partner yeah, 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 yeah. of The Office, and he's the creator of The Office. It was also a comic, obviously, and he said that sort of the best thing or is that you don't know where the comedian is politically. And that's what yes. you did during the campaign, the, the election cycle, when that was deep, when we were all deep in that as a nation, you had jokes about it, but it never, it could go either way. It was a joke that was on, on it, was, it wasn't per each per side. It right. was just a joke. That's the real Yeah, that's brilliance. the hardest thing to that's, do, I think. Yeah. Is that the and I really didn't have a crazy... I didn't want Trump. I didn't want the other guy. I didn't want anybody that was there. I didn't want anything offered. Right. <laughs> and, and so you had to... That was where the joke was. It was like Sophie's Choice. It was... Uh, but people... Were, our audience is super like... Trump is pro-Israel, so he's good. Right. And we can't be like that. And then we jumped on stage. And then all of a sudden... Again, you think I'm doing a show in front of these sophisticated people. I don't want to say sophisticated, but rich people or whatever is it. And <laughs> That's not I, the same thing. It, it, it's not <laughs> the same thing. But but you ask, who's got the vaccine? And half the room goes, yeah. And the other half goes, oh, Boo. that was. It's crazy. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. Half of this room's not vaccinated. Right. And you're like, wow, that's my audience. We're down the middle on, on everything. And that's when he got the monkeypox. God forbid. God forbid. Oh, we can't joke about. We could joke about COVID. It's too early in the monkeypox to joke about the monkeypox. Monkeypox and the Holocaust. Oh, I got it. It's, I got it. <laughs> monkeypox. <laughs> um, vaccinated. Yeah, vaccinated. it's so crazy that that's politicized. It's that people so boo if you. you know, Dude. And the messages I would get. Hi, we want to come to the show, but are they going to check our vax cards? Right. Because I'm not wearing, I, I don't have that. And right. that, I was like, what? For the longest time, I'd open up my shows. All of you have vaccinated. All of you who have vax cards. <laughs> yes. Because they, they, I'll just, just got a fake card and then the door. Here you go. I'm vaccinated. They walked in. Um, I want to be able to do an impression of Leo by the time I leave. That's my goal. And I tend to absorb people I admire and I admire Leo. So I want Sweet like of you, there's Elon, a, no there's a guy <laughs> this is a true story Go ahead. this is three weeks ago I'm sitting with a group of guys we're in L A we're just having cigars hanging out and there's a guy and he's from South a he's from South Africa right and mm -hmm. his name is Greg Sims and he talks like this and he says to me he goes Elon you gotta remember something it all comes from Hashem Bruh, listen to me bro. everything comes from Hashem that's all he talks about how everything comes from Hashem he's like a deep intense amazing guy because dude. He goes, dude, bro, or man, man, bro, dude, you got to remember this. It all comes from Hashem, everything. You're a legendary guy. You're saving the Jewish people, Elon Gold. But you got to remember where it comes from, Hashem. So I said, I'm looking at him, I'm going, this guy's so cool. In fact, I go, I'm going to be able to do you by the end of the night. I, could, I didn't have a handle on it. And I just kept absorbing him. And by the end of the night, I was going, bro, you got to remember this. Everything comes from Hashem, bro. So I feel like that about you. There's something about your aura because you're just like He's, he wants to he wants to choke you. No, but also he wants to choke you. That's the other you. thing about Leo. He Leo is also he's also always. You. Here's my observation about Leo. What, Elon? He's always on the brink of an eye roll. He's not at the <laughs> eye roll yet. That's just he's, around you. He's not it's around he's you. Around me. He, it's not. Oh, oh, Elon. It's not that. But he's on the brink of an eye roll, and he's try. He's trying he not to. He doesn't eye wait, roll. Wait, wait. How he, funny? Leo is doesn't the brink eye of an eye roll. That's the funniest thing I've said all week. That Leo is always on the brink of an eye roll. And on that note, <sighs> <sighs> like he's about to, but he's not. He's not going to, but he's about to. The first thing you're going to need to do is get Gucci loafers. Yeah, I could never pull whatever this is off. 
Uh, you can stop touching him first of all. Ooh, aren't we that's possessive? Another, that's another woke. That's another woke. Oh, is that, thing. that's another woke. You can't thing. touch people. You can't anymore. touch people. Elon can't Gold touch touched people. me, <laughs> and then he assaulted this plant. Yeah. Um, yes. I don't know. Always on the brink yeah, of an eye listen, roll. My favorite thing. To, okay, to what? get this, just to get the thought out, just to people, because this is they, this is what the people who listen to this podcast are looking for. Okay. Elon and I. Are comedians and we work alone we usually do gigs it's one like he'd do it one year i'll do it the next year we refer each other to gigs so we work and we prefer not to work alone we were both in montreal comedy festival. We, we prefer to we, work we, alone we, we, we were both in know. montreal comedy festival yeah. and doing a show together and lorny lieberman yes. brought us to a big Pinto. rabbi there rabbi big. pinto oh this is the best rabbi story. pinto oh and this he, is the this is the clippable story and the, and yeah rabbi pinto we're doing said, the montreal comedy festival and I, it's I impossible him, to get in you don't tee up a story enough uh, it's impossible to go see this rabbi he's uh, like the one of the great rubs of our did generation did you see what happened and everyone's Isn't online thing? for months they're online to get a bracha from cut all that they, out they go, we can get you guys in tomorrow morning and i say what time? So <laughs> Do you Lorny remember? says, he goes, Lorny. He gets you in tomorrow. I go, what Lorny time? He goes, him, nine. I go, that's a bit early. We got a show that night. Can we do 10, 10, 30? Do you remember we, that? we have a connection to get to see this big rabbi. Big rabbi. And Elon's like, it's too early for me. I can't. I'm like, are you out of your mind? <laughs> Guys have to drop checks the right. size of mortgages to go see this guy. I, we, we had access to see the guy. And the first thing I asked him was, and Elon went first. And he wrote all over Elon's, like he, t- he takes a little kvitlach, a little. He, he takes notes as and he, he just while talks he's to you. while he's talking to you, he writes and. But again, for the success. Fir- but the first you thing just he let asks me get through the story. No, because this let is me important get through detail. The story. This is a very is important awful. detail. This the very awful. first thing he asks you is your Hebrew name, and he writes it. This is a very important part of the story. It's like doing the the, the joke without the setup. The setup is he asks for our names before we. I come in first, then he comes in after. He goes, "What's your name?" And I write, he writes down my Hebrew name on the corner. You think I wasn't going to get to that? Okay, he writes it down on the corner. Is that how crazy you are? On the corner. Well, you missed the fact that I said 9 a.m. That's a little too early to meet this great rabbi. I had that in the, in my 9 a.m. was just you going like, no, no. I already forgot what we were talking about. No, it's already done. It's already finished. It's so finished. It's all just done. Then what happened? We don't even have one good clip to post from this whole hour. It's a waste of... I, I think I, the I added a microphone and I had to add an extra microphone and extra to see an extra. We were going, I thought it was going to be such a good podcast. I, 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 wrote I, notes. I paid I for the extra cameras. You did, for the you extra cam, how much do I owe for the, you? For more, more angles. How much and do not, I owe not you? one of them is worth a thing. Don't you I'm hate, sorry. I'm sorry. Don't you hate when I'm people come over to you? Day, don't you hate day. when people come over to you? They always come over to you and, and they have to tell you where they saw you. We saw you. At, they always have to tell you where they saw you. And it could either be, we saw you at Vacation Village, or it could be, we saw we're you. Done with the hour? Yeah, at, we're done. Yeah, done with the we hour. saw you at Costco. Okay. We, okay, well, if to, you would like to. Wait a minute, 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 wait Oh, that, I can't this, believe it. This was the worst podcast ever. Ever. Yeah. Okay. One of the worst podcasts. All right. Podcasts I can't, ever. I'm off. Modilive.com. Wait, wait, wait. We're okay. at the Chosen Thank Comedy you. Festival. Go to standupnewyork.com. This was the worst podcast ever.